millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back once again to another episode of Friday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, my good friend, Mr. John D'Souza, the original X-Man himself. John is here to discuss the latest film in the Missing 411 series, The UFO Connection. Obviously, this is John's territory, right in his wheelhouse. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. Very excited about this partnership he's had with David Politis. And perhaps in the future, we'll get some more on this subject. But do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. Please help us by getting it out there on your favorite social media platforms. Yes, Slug Trail. John D'Souza, ex-FBI agent, one of the rare breeds in the FBI, true American patriot. This is the location of a missing hunter. So it looks like people are snatched off the ground, and then some of them are dropped back miles and miles away. For thousands of years, the human species has looked to the skies in amazement at unidentified objects. We are staring at unconventional possibilities supported by witnesses, video, and most recently, our own government. I have investigated hundreds of cases that push the limits of standard everyday police protocol. The three witnesses saw this object picking up the elk. There was no cable, nothing discernible holding the elk to the craft. I know what happened to me. It happened in 1974. Next thing I know, I was in this cubicle. In many stories, children are right there, and then the next second they're gone. After reading thousands of reports, I started to document what is called profile points. 
The number one profile point is lack of scent trail. It was unusual that they had that many tracking dogs. I never found a track. The more you hear, the stranger the story gets. Why send a SWAT team on a missing person case? When I saw that, that's when I, you know, went down on my knees. They are connected to extra-dimensional beings. Those are real. How do you explain to a grieving family that something paranormal may be tied to the disappearance? All right, I don't know about you guys, but I am excited to see this next installment in the Missing 411 series. John D'Souza, so good to see you again, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Zach. It is wonderful to be here with you again and with your wonderful audience. I am uh, very excited and stoked as well. It's good stuff. Awesome. So uh, this is a a really incredible news as far as I'm concerned. I'm a big fan of Missing 411, big fan of David Politis, obviously huge fans of your work as well. And to see that you guys were working on a project together, uh, it really is the perfect intersection of your work and David's work. How did you and David get together on this? Well, David and I have been talking for a long time. Uh, We've always talked about to each other on cases, uh, especially um, especially the the case, the mass disappearance case in Nome, Alaska, that occurred in 2004. I call it a mass mass disappearance because it was about 20 people over a stretch of 20 months that disappeared. And uh, it was a it was a huge case. It was documented in a movie called The Fourth Kind. Yes, uh, yeah, that was, it. That was very frightening stuff. Yeah, and it was a it was it was twenty people that all the all the disappearances had involvement of lights in the sky, uh, uh, experienced hunters, experienced hikers uh, disappearing, and a lot of indigenous women, a lot of indigenous women uh, disappearing as well. And uh, that case was investigated. Of course, I had to talk with uh, David about his expertise in this area uh, in order to uh, get uh, something, because uh, the FBI doesn't normally investigate disappeared people. I mean, we'll, we'll investigate, because these are not kidnappings or murders, because there's no evidence of kidnappings or murders. In order to have those, you have to have some evidence. These are disappearances like gone, gone with no blood splatter, no signs of a struggle, no signs of anything. As a matter of fact, the opposite is true. We have many cases of hikers and hunters that uh, care for some, mostly hunters uh, and campers who carefully took off their clothing, Mm -hmm. folded it in a very neat little pile, took off their socks and their shoes and put it in a similar pile and very neatly and carefully for some reason, I don't know why, and then put their guns right next to there and then were gone, just gone. So that's one of the profile points of these things. Uh, it's, It's crazy, crazy stuff. That, that's always been one of the most uh, fascinating data points for me in terms of these missing 411 cases. You know, you'll have situations like that where people disrobe. They clearly 
are uh, they're mentally capable because they are neatly folding their stuff and they're not it's not just, you know, torn off in a frenzy like you would expect. Maybe if somebody, I don't know, had eaten some bad mushrooms on the trail and then we're getting chased by a bear or something. But even more than that, they will, with no shoes on, be found impossible distances, even at impossible altitudes or at impossible locations uh, without any discernible injury or or physical signs that they had walked that type of distance, you know, oftentimes children. Right. And when I started talking with you about these cases, and then on this latest, uh, well, it was a book first, uh, of course, the uh, 411 Missing, uh, when I started talking to him about these things, and then I explained to him uh, my concepts from my book, The Extra Dimensionals. I, I explained to him, and I, and I as best, as the same way I do it in, in the book, I just explained to him, David, when you have these phenomena where some somebody is just gone for a second, and we, we can use the example of the uh, two-year-old child who was with his parents, who was with his parents, and his parents were standing outside. They were outside camping, uh, unfortunately, in one of the national parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were outside with the child. Uh, it was an only child. Uh, they were outside. They were standing maybe uh, maybe uh, just 10 yards apart from each other. They were with the child who was very noisy and boisterous. And then the child runs behind a tree that's on a triangle pattern from the parents. Mm-hmm. And they run behind this very old tree. And suddenly the noises stop from the child. Just mm-hmm. complete silence. The parents look at each other and they just and they're just saying something's wrong. They're calling out for the child. They get louder and louder and more upset and then they move forward to where the the other side of the tree and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. It's gone. The child is gone. There's, the, You can even see the footsteps of the child to the other side of the tree and nothing after that. I mean, it's and the thing that go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I mean, that I, I actually brought this concept up to Dave in our second interview. I mean, just having the conversation about someone essentially blinking out of existence, I said, it's almost as if there is an extra dimensional factor that's happening here, you know, because how else can you, uh, you know, describe, I mean, it's like you, as if a portal opened up in front of them, they stepped through and they're no longer here in our three-dimensional world. Are, are they still on earth? I mean, are, are, are they going to some other land or, or, or uh, uh, you know, extra dimensional world that exists within right. the same space, but just not in the same dimension? Right. And, and that's what I explained to uh, David when we first started talking about this. I said, this is something that is extra dimensional because once you the physical explanation there is no physical explanation there's no possibility there's not even a possibility that a thunderbird came and or a large eagle came and just took the child straight up into mm-hmm. the air because there would have been some commotion with the flapping of wings there there would have been or craft there would have been some commotion uh, air displacement that would have been very very noticeable like you mm-hmm. couldn't avoid it uh, so that's not an explanation. Therefore, there is no physical explanation, and that's when you have to look to this extra-dimensional explanation. I mean, I was just with, uh, frankly speaking, who was familiar with the same case, mm-hmm. and, and frankly speaking, said to me, he believes there could be 
portals involved where the child somehow found one of these extra-dimensional portals, these portals, and went through it. And that could be an explanation. But but the thing I explained to um, to David on that on that topic, and also to frankly speaking, is that there has to be an intelligence behind these disappearances. Mm-hmm. It can't be just a portal that's just sitting in different places in the forest uh, to uh, that people just or a doorway or a gateway that people just go through because there is an intelligence behind these disappearances because of one profile point that is common to all of these cases. That profile point is just that the person has to be alone mm-hmm. for, even if it's just for five seconds, yeah. they have to be alone no, with no direct witnesses. That is the profile point that tells you that there is some sort of intelligence behind this that is, in a way, stalking these victims, watching them very carefully. Because whatever this intelligence is, it's never allowed to have a direct witness with this thing. And that that figures into every story I'm going to tell you tonight and Mm -hmm. every story that's in this uh, in this latest movie, which, by the way, I uh, we haven't even gotten the full cut of the movie yet. It's not out yet, but it will be uh, released um, November fifteenth. Um, November fifteenth, uh, it will be released, and it's also there's a link uh, that I, I believe I gave you that it makes it available for uh, download uh, starting uh, starting December twelfth, I believe, as well. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's out there. Uh, that's out there as well, but we're having the uh, we're having the actual uh, release party in uh, in November fifteenth in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, so that will be happening, and I will make sure that uh, David uh, contacts you to come on your show as well. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, let me see here. I'm just looking for the link. Um, I have the links to your social media, but I don't see a link that would uh, take us to. The the movie once it's been released, um, we've got the yeah. If if you can oh, find I it, or, a, I sent a separate email. It's oh. the one that says uh, it's the one that says coming soon uh, digitally uh, oh, available December thirteenth. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Okay. Let me. Sh- I'm going to share this out to you guys in the audience because I'm sure that you're going to be interested in watching this as well. Uh, well, hold on. Did that work properly? Uh, let me okay, yes. Oh, you're going to have to uh, go to the site. So it's going to be through YouTube. Okay. And uh, there we go. All right, good stuff. Yeah, let me share that with you guys and you can see it. So let me ask you this, John. Um, I, you know, I uh, in, my, in my interviews with David and, and my conversations, you know, or, or listening to his conversations with other people, he's always been very hesitant to point to any specific causes for these cases. He's very analytical, very uh, clinical almost about it. Uh, He just presents the information. And, you know, he asked me, you know, what did I think was going on? And one of the, the, you know, the strange things about these cases is that they seem to coincide with a number of different paranormal phenomena, like uh, cryptids, Bigfoots, um, you know, extra dimensional beings, perhaps uh, flying saucers, UFOs, you know. And um, and so 
I was that's one of the reasons I was so excited when you told me about this film, because I saw recently on his own channel, he's begun to talk, you know, about the possibility of Bigfoot having something to do with these cases. And so it seems like David's opening up to some more, uh, you know, possibilities or at least openly discussing it. So I guess I'm wondering, uh, you know, what was what was his take did it take much convincing uh, for you to, de- to describe these types of scenarios and the phenomena to him and for them to intersect? Well, you know, when I first came to this latest movie that uh, David was putting together and I dropped, I, I, it was like a bomb went off when I came in and I dropped on him uh, and the audience that uh, all of these disappearances appear to me to have an extra dimensional quality to it, uh, some sort of involvement of a supernatural. And when I say extra dimensionals, uh, anyone who reads my book, The uh, Extra Dimensionals, they know that I'm referring not just to UFOs, genuine UFOs. I'm also referring to cryptids Mm -hmm. and Bigfoots, because that's one of the things I I went over, uh, uh, talked to David about as well, is that these, uh, these Bigfoot creatures that we are dealing with, uh, all the time uh, appear to have um, abilities to right. basically blink out of existence, blink out of existence, and which is something very difficult for people to understand if they haven't confronted the phenomena. How something so physical? I mean, we have we have the story of these uh, experienced hunters that were actually with dogs uh, uh, hunting down a creature that was giving off those yeti. Yowls, those Yeti type uh, screams in the forest, and was breaking trees, was breaking trees as it was running away from them. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly uh, physical in that sense. And uh, then just ran to the edge of the forest and they chased it to this cliff wall, and then the thing disappears, <laughs> it just disappears. And wow. the dogs, the dogs that were chasing it, sat down. They sat down because there was nothing more to chase. Right. So so when I talk about this, these things are all extra dimensional. Uh, I mean that these things have the involvement possibly of UFOs or Bigfoots or other types of cryptids. And that extends to cryptids that we don't even officially know yet as well. And that figures into uh one of the stories that I'm going to tell you as well. Well, be- uh, before, before you go into that, let me just say, you know, I mean, for somebody not having any exposure to these subjects and coming to it and just, you know, hearing you make that statement. I mean, how fantastical, you know, I mean, it seems very like incredible, something that's difficult to believe. But at the end of the day, you know, like the things that we don't know about that exist uh, are essentially magic to us. The processes that are happening and the the uh, the abilities that a creature might have or even the presence of some unknown species would be completely fantastical until the moment that we saw it with our own eyes and proved it to be real. And, uh, you know, so just it, it, I, I'm very excited to hear about some of these cases. So I would please I want you to go right into that one that you just mentioned. Okay, well, first I wanted to tell you, uh, you know, um, mountain gorillas were magic, mythical, Mm. until 1910, until like 1910, when uh, somebody was able to get a bunch of pictures and uh, and even film of them, uh, because scientists didn't want to admit that mountain gorillas existed, uh, because they just said, because this was interfere 
with their evolutionary uh, uh, model of existence, and they just didn't want to say that this thing that this thing actually was real and actually existed. So they had it listed in all the textbooks as a mythological creature until 190, I think it was 1910 or 1909, when they finally got some pictures of the mountain gorilla and actually had to admit that they actually exist, even though they say evolution is true and they shouldn't exist because they should have been changed to something else. Right. So that's just a small example there. Uh, but here's the. Uh, Here's the uh, story that I had uh, right now. It's actually, uh, and it's actually an urban experience okay. uh, that occurred that occurred in uh, one of the big cities. We had a uh, we had a young man. I call him I call him Bill. Uh, it's not his true name. He's in his early thirties. He was uh, he was a professional uh, white collar worker. His car was in the shop quite a bit. Uh, it, was, it was quite a lot, and um, he was, it was a Friday evening. He was trying to get home from work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he went to a bus stop, a bus stop in an urban area that he had used many times before. So he, he knew the bus stop pretty well. He even knew a couple of individuals that would also regularly take that line. That's, that's uh, urban talk for that, that bus line. Uh, so he was accustomed to that. It wasn't anything unusual to him. Uh, but that particular night, uh, it appeared to get dark early uh, in the city that night, and he sat down at the bus stop, and then he was just kind of watching his phone. He wasn't paying attention to anything else, and then suddenly he just heard an eerie sound, and the eerie sound was that he realized there was complete silence all around him. Mm-hmm. He noticed that none of the people that he's usually with were there at the bus stop with him. Uh, there were no cars uh, traveling down the, the road, the highway that was right there. Uh, it was com- even the animal, the usual animal sounds of the night were gone. There was nothing. You just heard total silence. It was just struck him kind of weird because he also felt like he was being watched mm-hmm. at that moment. And he was very strong intuitively as well. Uh, which he feels also helped him. He was also a young man who actually watched the uh, 411 movies before, the previous <laughs> one that had been put out. And he says on this particular night, uh, those movies actually saved his life. Oh, wow. Because he, because he stood up and he was just, again, he was listening to this eerie silence that was all around him. He couldn't understand what was happening, why everything became so desolate suddenly. And he was getting a very strange feeling that something was watching him. And then he heard shuffling sounds coming from far away and over his head. And at the same time, the only street light that was in the area was flickering, was flickering on and off. So he stood out, he took out, he stood out from this was a uh, covered uh, bus stop. It's one of those covered bus stops with the plexiglass kind of little uh, sleeve for people to go in and sit on the bench. So mm-hmm. he stepped out from that and he started looking up, which he would never look at uh, except for these sounds that he heard. And uh, on top of the on top of the spotlight, the uh, the light that was up there, and on top of the bus stop itself, the covered bus stop area. He saw figures. He saw figures that were, at first glance, invisible. Mm-hmm. But as they moved, 
as they moved, they gave off a kind of sort of shiny cellophane, cellophane kind of shimmer to them. Like Predator. Yes, like the movie Predator, yeah. except in the movie Predator, those those things were very visible. I mean, as far as right, I can tell. Right. <laughs> but these things, he said, were much more invisible uh, than in that movie. And if they didn't move, if they didn't move, he couldn't see that sort of cellophane kind of outline. And they also moved in such a way that it wasn't a hu- it wasn't human. It wasn't human. He said he described them as simian, uh, ape-like, ape-like in appearance, in the way that they moved, the way that they shuffled, and how easily they were able to move in the high places. Mm-hmm. One was on top of this giant, this spotlight, uh, just swinging around up there. The other one was on top of the covered bus stop thing. Uh, and he said, these things, the way that they moved, they were ape-like. And yet, they were invisible. They were completely invisible. And when they would stop moving, he couldn't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he backed out, and then he just he just got a horrible feeling inside of his uh, inside of his stomach that these things were coming for him, uh, and that this that's exactly what was happening. He backed out slowly. He backed out into the street, and then the spell was broken. Put his attention on these things that were up there. It was like a spell was kind of broken. Noises came back. Uh, the normal noises of the night came back. Uh, and then he saw a car coming down the road as well. And then he just backed out faster uh, as these things were approaching. And he actually jumped in front of this car that was speeding pretty good. It was speeding at a good clip. And he kind of lost his balance, and he almost ended up underneath the car, uh, at, uh, which slammed on its brakes, and big, just stopped just this short of hitting his head, of hitting his head and killing him. And uh, then he, but that was really what he wanted to do. <laughs> he meant to do that. Mm-hmm. And then he stood up, and he says, thank God this driver rolled down his window to scream at him, and a lot of uh, expletives at him, and, uh, and he just faced that driver with a big smile on his face and just trying to get him to talk uh, because he said he felt like he needed a witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just got the guy. He's like, hey, a big smile. He's like, hey, I'm so sorry. You know, I love this type of car. I wouldn't have liked it if this car was damaged. You know, you, uh, I'm re- again, apologies, a million apologies. I'm so sorry for this. You know, I know, you know, it takes a lot to keep a car like this nice, you know, and you are, you basically saved my life by stopping here. You know, and I really, and he just tried to keep the driver engaged and the driver talked back to him and he talked back to the, he tried to keep the conversation going as long as he could because out of the corner of his eye he saw these things were retroceding they were going away from him mm-hmm. at that time and so he just and then he poured it down even more to try to keep the driver there longer uh he's like hey you know um maybe you can you know give me a ride somewhere maybe you know i just need to my getting no reception on my on my phone to get an uber you know that's all it is i just need to maybe get out of this area for and the driver just kept you know talking to him and then out of the corner of his eye and, and this is the extra dimensional part he sees that these things then are actually leaving and he sees them sparkle out like oh, wow. they kind of disappeared and they gave off sparks as they want 
two, three. They all disappeared in the distance. And he was, and he also felt a spiritual feeling that he was safe. He just, at that moment, he just felt like I'm okay now. They're they're gone. And he said, and this thing worked to get a witness to get this car to stop. And uh, he just told the driver, "No, I'm I'm good. Thanks so much. I'm just going to walk a little ways and get an Uber. I'm good." Thank you so much. And uh, that was his experience. And he said, he said um, he couldn't believe he escaped that situation because he was absolutely sure that he would have disappeared that night uh, if he hadn't done uh, everything that he did. And uh, he made sure that his car is working after that, and he's never going to bus stops ever again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, what this reminds me of, and this is why I, I uh, mentioned Predator, is because in Missing 411, The Hunted, there was another witness who was yes. out in the woods and she saw something similar. You know, it was clear that yeah. there was a shape in the trees that was transparent, but also maybe, you know, there it, it had form. And so, you know, I obviously the Predator was a, a movie and that was a special effect. But I mean, try to think about the 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 work that they're doing now to develop an invisibility cloak. I mean, it's essentially uh, a fabric or a coating that has the ability to scatter light so that you are not reflecting the light that's being shown on that surface. And therefore, you see everything that's around it. I, I mean, you know, who knows what a uh, significantly uh, a talented and futuristic civilization or being might have the ability to do that we haven't, uh, you know, even approached yet. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I would have, and I'm, I'm pretty sure through DARPA and the military, I believe that they have those things. That's why I was surprised when I heard these stories that they weren't uh, actually soldiers of some mm -hmm. kind. Yeah, but yeah. no, this that lady also had a common profile point with this story that her those creatures that she saw displaying invisibility were also kind of ape like. Mm -hmm. they, they were basically jumping through trees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's just a corroboration on one profile point that is. It's just it just shows that this thing, this phenomena, isn't what we would commonly think it is. Absolutely. Uh, I don't why I, I don't know why ape-like creatures would be using invisibility. You know, it just uh, no, no, or blinking out of existence, sparking right. and and disappearing to another place, wherever that might be. Yeah. You know, exactly. the um, yeah, it's just oh, it's so fascinating. There is uh, so many incredible stories, and you know, one of the things that you know, as soon as uh, certain people will hear. A story like this now you know that that's that's obviously you know like it's just there's no way it could be true it's 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 just made up but like the people that have the people that david and uh and his team have have tracked down and the people that you guys interview for these films th these are not people who are out there seeking fame they're not trying to really get their stories out per se but i mean like they have been questioned and they've given the 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 tales of what's happened to them in the course of an investigation, you know, and I mean, like the fact that the gentleman that that you uh, reference there, you know, is not trying to be out there front and center and do a bunch of interviews and have his name attached to something. I mean, I, I think that that lends a, a level of credence to it. You know, I mean, uh, you know, even if somebody did want to tell their story, I don't think it automatically means that they are fame hungry or something like that. You know, I mean, for some people, if something like that happened to me. 
You know, I would be like, oh, my, you know, I I, I want to talk about this because, you know, it's fantastic. You know, I, I mean, just the very fact that something like that happened in my life. I tell people about, you know, the, the color that I'm painting my office. I think that's cool. You know, if, if there were ape-like creatures that showed up wearing invisibility cloaks, that would be front page news. Front page exactly. news. Exactly. And not only that, we also have the cases with the um, the small children. Mm-hmm. The small children who are are not looking to um, make anything up. They're just looking at to to tell what happened to them. Like the the little girl who was uh, one of the very few, uh, one of the very few that came back from this uh, from this uh, situation where she was with a hiking group. Uh, we're talking about probably a two year old girl, uh, a two year old girl who she was with a hiking group. And um, I, I think this is in the Appalachians, but uh, it could be another range. And then she was taken from this hiking group when, you know, unfortunately she was alone for just just a moment. And she was gone. She was gone from this hiking group. And then uh, they did a, an incredible search for her, a tremendous search. Uh, it was up and down this mountain. Uh, but mostly the uh, experienced rangers who were with them told them, don't don't go up the mountain because a small child can't go up that mountain. It's not even it's not even possible. Go down the mountain. That that would be the only possible way. So that's what they did. They searched down the mountain, searched everywhere down the mountain. And uh, they never came up with the little girl. But the little girl actually surfaced uh, a while later. And uh, she didn't have her clothing for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then she told the story of who took her. I mean, as best as a, you know, as best as a two-year-old can. Uh, and she said it was uh, the uh, big hairy man. A big mm-hmm. hairy man, of course. Um, and, and this was in uh, David's last uh, movie that he put out. Um, and it was the big hairy man who took her very lovingly in his arms, she said. Um, uh, she said kindly. You know, uh, took him in his arms and took her up the mountain, up the mountain into a cave where there was a described it as a crystal city, as a crystal city. And then uh, tried to was going to take her into the crystal city. But something stopped the hairy man. Something stopped the hairy man from bringing her in and made him upset as well. But he, for some reason, he had to bring her back. Uh, he had to bring her back. And he put her out uh, somewhere outside, uh, towards uh, outside the mountain, outside the cave, uh, out into the uh, regular area. And of, she would have died of exposure if she hadn't been found very quickly. Yeah. And so a common profile point uh, on this is that in, in other cases that we have seen, very similar, uh, she went back and tried to tell the story as best she could. Um, but it appears that this is somehow this is extra dimensional because there was a crystal city involved. There was another uh, place that this appeared out of nowhere. And it looked very much like that, that Bigfoot. Well, we're saying Bigfoot creature because that's mm-hmm. the closest we can get uh, to describing it. Uh, it looked like he was going to take her there. And it was just amazing when she got up. But one of the profile points that are very common in these small children cases, uh, even the ones that don't, unfortunately, make it back 
due to exposure, uh, is that we see these children have their clothing is removed mm -hmm. like it's something annoying and unnatural because the same children never have any, because if there were criminals involved, any investigator will tell you there's no sign of sexual abuse. Right, right. Well, a human criminal would never remove clothing from any person unless it was for uh, to sexually abuse the person. Mm -hmm. So it just, it's just a common profile point that speaks to this being a sort of non-human creature that's involved with this. Mm -hmm. And we see that profile point coming up more and more. We see uh, other people also disappearing, uh, disappearing, uh, who are experienced, uh, experienced hikers. They're experienced in camping, uh, but they go off the trail for some by themselves. They go off the trail for some reason, and then they you see them removing all of their clothing, which you know for anyone who's ever been um, who's ever studied religion, it appears to be there's something about um, that you when you're coming to a holy place, uh, people who are adherents of that particular religion will tell you you have to remove your shoes. Mm -hmm. You have to remove your socks and your shoes because you're going to be treading on holy ground. Uh, and then there's also, there's other elements that you have to remove your clothing. We're going to give you new clothing that's more in keeping with this sacred area that you're going into. I mean, that's, uh, that's another, that's a speculative profile point that I see in a lot of these cases regarding the clothing as well. So it's a lot so of, a lot of so, so two questions and observations based upon uh, what you just said there. I would be really interested to know how many uh, uh, how, how many people that have gone through an experience like this that return and have some memory of what happened. Like how many of them have reported some type of telepathic communication or nonverbal communication? be really interested to see because i mean that's something that uh we've obviously heard of with uh, uh ufo contact and, and you know people being you know just they, they, no one's speaking but suddenly they're receiving words in their head and they and they understand that there's some level of communication but i would be interested to know if the same thing happened with any of these yeti experiences or any of these cryptid experiences um yeah. and but yeah so i guess go ahead and answer that first uh, can, can you speak to that at all Oh, yeah, I think that does happen quite a bit. Uh, I mean, there's very few percentage-wise that return yeah. from, these, um, from these situations. But the few that do return, uh, you're always interviewing them. For instance, that, that little girl who uh, was with uh, the, the, weird, the magic bearded man, mm -hmm. uh, you, you, can, you can interview them. And they'll they'll be telling you, yeah, the the bearded man uh, told me this, told me this, told me this, told me this, and uh, then you'll ask them, well, what did his voice sound like? And they'll tell you, his his lips never moved. Mm -hmm. They never moved. So that's a very common thing. That then you have to figure out, oh yeah, this this thing was communicating with the child telepathically, apparently, uh, or with the person it was telepathic because yeah. there. Lips never moved, and yet they were understanding these things, these things. But the thing did understand them uh, when they said something. It seemed like it. Yeah. So, how about this? I, I know that 
another data point that's common among children is some type of disability like, you know, like a, like deafness or something like that. Or maybe they have a club foot. Um, I, I, I know that that is a part of it. Um, in, in, in terms of like the kids who have come back or were found, um, was there any type of disability in those cases? I'm wondering if maybe the ones that got sent back are the ones that didn't have something wrong with them. Oh, that's oh, that's an interesting uh, thing. Uh, there, there have been some disabilities with some of these mm-hmm. uh, kids, but I, I think it was just it was just the odds, and even some of the uh, fully grown uh, people, uh, they they always have they always have some kind of uh, condition, mm-hmm. let's say, yeah. and yet and yet they're they're still they're still taken. Uh, I can tell you. Uh, we had an individual, uh, his name was Gary Fisk, uh, he was 74 years old, and yet uh, the event date was um, uh, September 21st, uh, 2021. It was just a little over, little over a year ago. Yeah, it was pretty recent. And he was, he was an older man, but he was incredibly rugged individual uh, in Eagle River, Alaska. A lot of these cases are coming up in Alaska. A lot of them. Uh, he's, it's he's, a big, big country, you know. I mean, lots of room to snag somebody. Oh yeah, and plausible and deniability very, that they would be missing because maybe they just got taken by bears. Yeah, and law enforcement loves that because it means less work for them. Right. Uh, but uh, this this individual was a very experienced hiker. He had been a, a guide for people. Uh, he was a he was a great uh, gentleman. Just he looked like a regular very rugged grandfather. Mm-hmm. He's a very friendly person. Uh, that becomes important later. He's a very um, gregarious person, very helpful to anybody he came across, especially because he was an expert hiker. I mean, he was he was the maximum level of expertise that you could get to. And so he loved doing the hiking. Uh, he was very well known throughout the area. And he was, he got ready to do a 20-mile hike Uh, in a place called Cross Pass Trail. Cross Pass Trail from uh, Girdwood, Alaska, which is uh, from Girdwood, Alaska to his home, which is in Eagle River, Eagle River. And so he got ready to do that hike. Um, He carried with him one of these enormous hiking bags, these things that can uh, stand up by themselves. They're about five feet tall. They're huge. But like I said, he was a very rugged old man. Right in top, in very good physical condition, and uh, he was used to doing this all the time. This particular twenty-mile hike uh, usually took him uh, from twelve hours to sixteen hours at any time. Uh, you would actually have to go to the Department of Interior, uh, Department Parks Department, and get a pass, get passes for your car to go park your car at the beginning of the trail. Mm-hmm. So this was a very famous trail, very worn, very traveled trail. As a matter of fact, um, several hikers were interviewed that saw him along this trail. This, this was a two-day two day hike. Mm-hmm. And several hikers saw him. They said that he was very friendly, uh, as he always is, a very friendly, very gregarious, very uh, sharing type of person uh, when they saw him. But he was by himself, which, you know, you're not supposed to be doing Correct. that. Correct. Right. But probably was, didn't have a GPS either, did he? Uh, a transponder? I, I, yeah. 
Yeah, he's old school, so he yeah. wouldn't have that either. Yeah. Uh, he would guide himself, you know, with the stars and things like that. So, yeah, he didn't, definitely did not have a, GP, uh, a GPS. But he did park his car. Uh, this trail also has many uh, very beautiful uh, crystal-like caves uh, in it and rivers and lots of bears. So he would be expected to have his uh, lethals and non-lethals as well. Yeah. Most people use non-lethals against bears. Bear spray, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so he had his stuff with him. He was he was always he was armed and he was in excellent shape. And he should have been out by nine twenty-three, by the twenty-third of September. Mm-hmm. He should have been out of that trail. And there were people actually waiting for him on the other side. Uh, and uh, he wasn't out. They did a massive search and rescue for Gary Fisk. Uh, just a huge. They looked for him. They tried to, to they had, um, because he was so popular, they had hundreds of ground, what we call ground pounders, just people that just blanket the area in warm bodies to do a total search of that trail. That trail mm-hmm. was 20 miles again. Uh, so they did it. They never found, they not only didn't find him, they didn't find uh, a trace of him. Mm-hmm. Remember the size of that hiking bag? Yeah. <laughs> that was those hiking, those hiking bags, like David says, are forever. They mm-hmm. will never degrade. They will never uh, disappear. Uh, they, you'll even under snow, uh, which is which is important because what we found out was, um, and also I forgot to say, uh, there was even military assets from National Guard were used to try to go through this trail to uh, find uh, to find Gary Fisk. Uh, and nothing, nothing was ever spotted. Uh, not even, you know, a discarded. I mean, he would never litter, but not even a discarded uh, piece of uh, trash, a soda, uh, a, a candy wrapper. Nothing was ever found on him. And, and so they did the complete search. There was coverage of the entire 20 mile hike, everything. And uh, but what we found out separately, uh, separate from this uh was that there was a freak, and this is, again, this goes to profile points that are common in many of these cases. There was a freak snowstorm, mm-hmm. local, localized weather phenomena yep. that occurred uh, on the next day of when he started his hike. Mm-hmm. It was on the next day, I was on, on 9-22, uh, when he should have been just about finishing this hike. Uh, this snowstorm covered the entire area, and people who saw it, said it appeared to be localized just in this area. And they said when they tried to look up into it, it kind of came down as hail. Mm-hmm. And it hurt their faces. And they couldn't even see in it, except that they saw some lights. They did see some lights mm-hmm. in this thing. They saw some lights. Well, that led people to, uh, they couldn't quite make out the craft, but they said it appeared to be uh, circular disc-like in nature mm-hmm. so several people said well these are these are drones so people already had military involved there so they tried to find out uh if anyone had been using drones everyone said those could not have been drones it's like the faa has laws against uh trying to operate drones in a, a snowstorm mm-hmm. or in any kind of bad weather because you'll lose the drone you'll lose it you won't be able to function it so we just had people who saw these lights happening uh, in the area 
they said they could barely make it out. And the other thing that was very strange about the snowstorm, which was very, it was a very hard snowstorm. Uh, it didn't appear to wipe out any tracks. It didn't appear to accumulate on the ground at all. So it was a very strange weather phenomena that occurred. At the same time, as we saw, as witnesses said, they saw lights in the exact area where Gary Fisk should have been at that time. So it's just something very strange, something that shares common profile points with many of these other cases. Yes. And, it's things that, and now we've had a melt anyway. We've had a melt that happened since Gary Fisk uh, disappeared and still nothing has been found on that trail. And that trail is traveled every day by, by many people. Nothing was ever found again. Yeah. So like that weird weather phenomenon, you know, I mean, that is something that uh, that I've read about in so many of these cases. You know, it's like almost like directly above where all of the action is happening. Suddenly there is freak weather. There's nothing anybody can do about it. It will hamper rescue efforts or it will, uh, you know, hide evidence or whatever it might be. But, you know, just thinking about a connection to UFOs. Uh, there have been a number of documented sightings of what appear to be craft that are camouflaging themselves using a, a weather anomaly or like just making it look like clouds or something like that. So, yes. I mean, it's it's not too far fetched for me to believe that perhaps, you know, if they have the, the power of flight, you know, maybe they have the power to uh, create localized uh, weather experiences. Yes, I would like everyone to see uh, the movie Nope by Jordan Peele. Jordan okay. Peele, I think. Uh, see that movie. It's about UFOs. Okay. Uh, not UAPs, not UAPs, which are man-made, but actual UFOs. And in that movie, they explore a lot of those possibilities. Nope, N-O-P-E. Uh, it was very well done as far as showing how these... Uh, UFOs can act, how they can use clouds as uh, camouflage, as camouflage in order to move around. And you'll see one cloud not moving and all the other clouds will be moving in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you'll just see one cloud that won't go with the others. And then that cloud actually moves towards the person that disappeared for uh, in different cases. It just depends. Wow. So another thing that I thought was interesting from researching these cases is uh, you mentioned that the your backpack, it will never disintegrate. Um, You know, like there was another case that I remember I might have been out in Montana or something, but where a hunter went missing. uh, He was completely gone. No trace. And then like eight years later in a spot that had already been searched, they found his pack and it was just like laying there up against a fence like it would have been seen otherwise. It's almost like in in areas, and this is common also when, when people are actually found deceased. You know, they'll be found in an area that has already been searched. Uh, and, uh, in, you know, I mean, that means that they came after the, uh, uh, the, the rescuers were out there looking for them. But, like, it's also clear that they had been dead for longer than that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's clear that, someone or something brought that backpack back to where they found it. Yes. After the fact, I mean, we had uh, uh, two, two, uh, uh, I think it was Swedish young ladies in uh, Peru, uh, in South America, 
they were uh, touring in South America, and um, they were their names were Kremers, uh, Kremers and Froon, Kremers and Froon, and the they Dutch. were just <laughs> yes. yes, yeah, I believe they were Dutch, yeah. and they were just lovely young ladies who just uh, made the mistake of trusting. Uh, the wrong people, uh, uh-huh. but um, that was actually uh, that was actually, I believe, a case of serial killers uh, who had gotten who had done away with them, uh, and then long after the fact, uh, they came and they dumped a bunch of evidence at a certain site, and uh, you know, and people just they they have no help there locally from local authorities uh, because to this day people believe the local authorities were involved with were these- the. Uh, were these the, the smiley face killers? Uh, no, no. Different these ones? were just uh, local people there in South America who uh, who just decided to kill these two young ladies, uh, Kremers and Froon, and it was just it's a tragic, tragic thing. Uh, they were doing a well-known hike, mm-hmm. a well-known hike that was, you know, again, full of people with a lot of people, uh, and it was just a, a tragic circumstance. Uh, and, um, you know, they had... They found a lot of pictures uh, later on about uh, from in the young lady's camera, which uh, phone camera phone, uh, and they found a lot of pictures. And she had apparently at one point, one of them escaped and was using the cell phone to light the way in the middle of the night so mm-hmm. she could try to escape. But unfortunately, whoever it was caught up with her and they oh, wow. stopped her. Uh, unfortunately, and so did they have? Were they with a guy at one point too? Were they with a guy or yes. were they just alone? Okay, because I remember hearing about a case down in South America, like they had hired somebody as a guide. And yes, and, yes, and the girls like were, you know, had like left uh, to go do something around this village and they came back and the guide had like basically hacked their male companion up with a machete and was like dressing his body and stuff. And then it, it, it went downhill from there, suffice to say. Oh, I didn't I didn't remember any of that. Okay, I, that I might just, be it might be a different I, one. Yeah, I just remember they did have a tour, a guide who apparently uh, who apparently just turned them over at some point to the serial killers, yeah. uh, to the gang that ultimately killed them. Wow. And, and that's what they had. And apparently that tour guide was connected to the local authorities, so nothing's ever been done in that situation. So There, there uh, was another case, this was in Brazil, with uh, this television producer, and he started, he was he was producing like kind of like a uh, it, it was in Rio de Janeiro, if I'm not mistaken, and he was highlighting the crime that was happening in the city. And he would have people, kind of like night crawlers, that would be out getting footage of you know you know people getting mugged or murdered or shot on the street or accidents and stuff. And then they would use that to create this just you know frightening daily broadcast for people. But at a certain point, it wasn't sensational enough, and he was connected directly to the local police. And they began uh, setting up murders and like having people there ahead of time so that they could film them. He was caught uh, and it was big news down there in Brazil. But uh, just, you know, it's it's crazy the things that people will do. Yeah, there's there's always um, two things that I tell people in my books and that I also uh, tell uh, David Politis as well, is that law enforcement, when they're doing these investigations, there's only... There's only two things they don't want to hear. There's only two things. One of them is they don't want to hear about lights in the sky, mm-hmm. UFOs. If they hear that, 
they're just like, let's just close this and get rid of it. The second thing they don't want to hear that they dread, absolutely dread, is the possibility of serial killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as they hear that one too, they just start shutting down shop because they don't want to hear those possibilities and they don't want you anybody to talk about these possibilities because they get very upset because those are the two things they believe can never be solved serial killers are just too smart they're they're and uh ufos just can't be can't be substantiated those are the things the ufos i totally understand there was a stigma surrounding well okay i have a follow-up on that but when it comes to the serial killers, I mean, doesn't isn't that just the domain of the FBI? I mean, if they think that they actually have a serial killer, don't they just turn that over to the bureau? And then, or, or you know, or is that today's FBI? They just tell people, ah, you know, you're on your own. You're going to have to dig a little deeper before we uh, before we dip a toe in. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't remember the last time that the FBI voluntarily yeah uh, uh, took on or investigated. A serial killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, again, they just don't want to do it. They just wow. don't. As a matter, as a matter of fact, I would, I would ask people, and I have challenged the FBI over this many times. I would challenge people to go out and find the only time that the FBI was openly um, involved with uh, serial killers happened. I don't remember what, the, what year was. Jeffrey Dahmer, maybe. But, um, no, no, it was the smiley face killers. Okay, it was the, the smiley, smiley face killers. And the FBI had a lot of families, a lot of families that told them, you know, hey, we know this exists. We know this is real. Here's the information. Please, you know, you guys are the only ones that can actually look into this. Uh, and they actually looked into it for a while. And then they sent out their uh, media representative to give a public announcement unlike any I've ever seen. And it's still out there. I don't like to say, I don't like to say the word uh, YouTube uh, between <laughs> you and fine. me, John. but, but that, that statement can be found. It's out there. It's the FBI going up on a stage and with a lot of microphones and giving, uh, and giving like a five minute statement that they should never, ever get. It was just, they just said, they just went out there and they just said, we know, we now know, as the FBI, we can officially say that the smiley face killers do not exist. They are not real. These murders are not connected at all. They have nothing to do with each other. And this is not, this is not real. This is not blah, 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 blah. It, it, it was exactly the opposite of what the FBI's job is. The FBI's job is to tell us who is the murderer? Who did do these things? They're never supposed to go out and say that was a purely political thing because they're never supposed to go out and say, hey, don't you look at this option. That's yeah. not real. That doesn't exist. Well, then why are you talking about it then if it, it doesn't exist? It sounds that, like exactly what James Comey did for Hillary Clinton right before the 2016 exactly. election. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All that's, right. That's, that's so, just so, another reason. We're about to open up the phones, uh, and I see we've got Vector on the line. If you guys have your own stories, your own experiences about unexplained phenomenon, uh, Yeti, Bigfoot, anything that you've seen out in the woods or experiences you've had, UFO abductions, I don't even care. 
all of it. I want you guys to please jump on the line. I'm going to go ahead and throw the caller information up on the screen. Uh, and Debbie or Chapman, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and sharing the uh, Zoom link. Actually, I've got it right here. We'll go ahead and drop that out there. But with regard to UFOs and your, your statement about uh, the police, you know, just, you know, not even wanting to deal with it. Do you think that's changing at all? Because it, it sure seems like the stigma surrounding UFOs or, you know, telling your own stories of unexplained phenomenon has really gone away. Like, I mean, it's more in vogue today than it has been at any time in past history. And, you know, it seems like you know even the U.S. government coming out and saying, hey, guess what? You know, we've got this stuff. We don't know where it came from. We didn't build this ship, but, you know, we've got pieces of it. You know, it, it's like you know, tantamount to admitting that this stuff is real, but they're not really telling the entire truth. So do, do you think that people are, 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 are more OK with this now than they were before? Or is it still the same trepidation? People are OK with it. The government is not. Uh, instead... Uh, the government and other entities have their own, this giant psychological operation going, which is called UAPs. Yeah. UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, also known as UATs, Unknown Aerial Threats as well. Mm-hmm. That is an agenda-driven propaganda psyop. That is all it is because we have some, uh, there are some global actors that are creating or reverse engineering these uh, these tic tacs mm-hmm. that are all over the place. As a matter of fact, we're about to have more announcements concerning those tic tacs. Uh, watch out for those. They're going to be, you know, supposedly official government uh, announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, these things are basically man. They are man made. Mm-hmm. They are man made. Let me tell you that again. These things are not UFOs. They are not extra dimensional. Uh, they are part of a giant operation psyop that a lot of resources are being poured into. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of congressmen and senators and political actors who are like, ooh, ooh, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Put me in there. And there. And why is that? Because there's a lot of resources being thrown around in the area of UAPs. Mm-hmm. This is a propaganda operation. That is why you see a lot of uh, a lot of media that never ever would have admitted anything was real about UFOs, and yet now you see Fox News all of a sudden, you see CNN and MSNBC, you see them suddenly say, "Hey, UFOs could be real," uh, and uh, doing the old uh, UAP tagline. This is proof that we are not alone yeah. in the universe. You know, what kind of nonsense is that? Yeah. This is yeah. this is complete crap. It's complete crap and it's part of an agenda. The agenda is to build up fear, to build up a lot of fear for people mm-hmm. concerning these UAPs. They're about to announce that the UAPs have had massive numbers of what we call near misses mm-hmm. against our civilian airliners and even our military pilots as well. Our military jets, they have had numerous near misses. Near misses is one of the is one of the deadliest events that can happen sure. in, uh, in air travel. It's considered extremely dangerous and it's considered also a hostile action, mm-hmm. a hostile action. And it could lead to the possibility of, you know, crashes. Sure. And so there's a they're going to give us a sense 
that these uh, UAPs could possibly be attacking our civilian airliners and other things. And that's been documented already. But right now, the congressmen uh, think they have it all in secret in these secret subcommittees. Mm. They're not secret at all. We're, we're finding out everything that's said in those secret subcommittees, every single thing. And it's basically what I just told you. The, the congressmen and the senators are sitting in these committee chambers uh, watching these these videos of near misses of the UAPs against our civilian airliners that we already know about. And now they're, they're about to make some huge, the Pentagon is about to make some huge announcement because they want it about this, because they want to keep this UAP issue alive. They don't want to give it all away, right? right away because they're not ready yet but they want to keep it alive and keep fear growing surrounding it because they are planning on eventually the global actors that are behind this UAP global actors who have a lot of resources well you could say unlimited resources because mm -hmm. they have the banks as well uh, so they want to keep this fear alive and growing uh, because Eventually, all of these Tic Tacs, all of these these vessels that all have kind of like the same silver type of appearance. Some of them are cylinders. Some of them are discs. Some of them are Tic Tac shaped. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason is because ultimately the agenda is that they are ultimately going to use these things in what I always talk about, Zach, you know, fake alien invasion. Absolutely. That's yeah. the ultimate goal for that. I have to say, I am very surprised, actually, that we haven't had one already. Maybe they're waiting for the 2024 election, uh, you know, or something like that. Uh, real briefly, before we open up the phones, uh, John in Oklahoma City 007 says this. Uh, oh, no, he says, uh, oh God, where is that? Where is your chat, man? This is this is too good. He said that oh, he said that he was on his grandfather's farm or something like that, and he shot a rat that was two and a half feet long. What? Yeah, I know. Are you sure it wasn't a possum, buddy? But I'm assuming that he actually <laughs> means, oh, God, why can I not pause this chat? Every time I hit pause on the he, chat, it, it goes to a different screen. It's very frustrating. Okay. Are you sure he's not calling from Plum Island? <laughs> Could be, could be. Okay, when I was a preteen back in the 60s, I spent two weeks a summer visiting my granddad's farm. He shot a rat two and a half feet long. The rat looked like a scaled-up rat and not a South American rodent. Uh, hold on, there's a little bit more coming. Hey, what's up, White Hat? Good to see you out here, buddy. Uh, and, okay, I think that's all I said. But, yeah, okay, so a, a scaled-up rat. That definitely does not Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Sound like a, uh, a normal rat. I've seen Gambian rats which are, you know, maybe the size of a small cat, but two and a half feet long. That sounds like uh, a totally new species. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. All right. Oh, and then also on, uh, on Rumble, Freight Awakening said to John, love your work and interviews. Off topic question. Recently, a podcaster said that you validated real raw news. Is that true? And if yes, do you still think it's a legitimate source? Thanks. Please don't tell me that real raw news is real. <laughs> Um, no, the answer, the answer is yes and no. Yeah. The answer is yes and no, because, uh, the real raw news is actually, if you guys look into it or you really research the site, uh, you'll see it is from military. It is from the military. Okay. Uh, but it's also a military intelligence, uh, type site. Uh, they, they have all of the military media, all military has their own media. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on working on that site, and uh, they are trying to record events so that they can present them later. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, they also have because it's military intelligence. Uh, Real Raw News has a lot of intentionally false information sure. as well. Yeah, like uh, like for instance, um, and again, I shouldn't be saying this because the White Hats will not be happy because they want the White Hats basically want everyone to believe that Real Raw News. Is not it's not real at all, yeah. not at all, and, and they're happy with that. That's why they put the statement on there. A real raw news is uh, what do you call satire. that? Farce, satire. Parody? Yeah. satire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they put that right on there on purpose. They don't want normies to start believing anything in real raw news is real. 
but there is some real stuff on there. Uh, however, there's no way to distinguish it from Correct. the intentionally false stories that they're putting out. I can tell you right now, they have a story on there that uh, uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, is against Donald Trump and is doing all these things to try to get Donald Trump and things like that. I believe that is military intelligence. They're putting that out uh, because they're trying to give DeSantis a breather from his enemies that are that will now believe, because it's being reported in other places too, uh, that he's against Trump and that mm -hmm. he's going to be running against Trump and all this stuff. Uh, they're trying to give DeSantis a breather because they just want his enemies to step back and say, oh, DeSantis is against uh, Trump. That's great. Okay, so maybe he's not a, maybe he is a good sure. guy. So that way they can just give him a rest. So, so yeah, so the answer to your friend is, uh, is both yes and no. Okay, so that, that that basically confirms like my own opinions about the site. I mean, of course, every all, all of the best disinformation is going to use kernels of truth to sow a completely false narrative around it. You know, as an example, uh, this was a story that this guy out there has been uh, uh, talking about for a long time that the Supreme Court overturned the 2020 election and that as a result, they were going to come out and announce it. President Trump was going to be reinstated and there wasn't going to be a midterm or a 2024 election. But here we are days before the midterm election. The Supreme Court hasn't come out to say that they overturned the results of the 2020 election. It's complete total hogwash. Uh, but. Yes. So uh, a site like Real Raw News is going to take, you know, some actual military press releases or uh, some uh, some true factual news. And then they're going to wrap it up in a story about Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama being executed at Gitmo for the 10th time. And then people out there, they see that story and they just share it and they say, you know, this is great stuff. OK, let's go ahead and bring uh, Vector in. And then we've got Tanet on the line after that. So please, you guys, give us a call. Jump into the, the phones if you have a, uh, a question or uh, uh, a comment about John's work or you want to know more about Missing 411, the UFO connection. I'm pretty stoked to be able to watch this. And keep in mind that link that I shared will redirect you to a page that says the movie will not be out until, what, December 13th, John? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that's going to be the uh, download availability yeah. date on that site, uh, but but David tells me that uh, the release date is actually November fifteenth in another yeah. way somehow. I think uh, it's on. It's going to be on his his YouTube channel, like uh, uh, for for oh. to watch for free on the fifteenth. But yes, you can download it. You can move it over to whatever you want if you don't want to watch it on YouTube on the thirteenth. So that link it does not allow you to watch the video the movie yet. Just keep that in mind. All right, Vector, you're on the air. It's so good to hear from you. How are you doing down there? Tiffany. Uh, I'm great. Zach, how are you going? Uh, hello, John. This is, uh, it's a very nice pleasure to meet you. Uh, I've been listening carefully. Thank you. Nice yes, well, that's right. I, I, yes, exactly. Exactly. So uh, we're just as serious as you are in the United States about MAGA, not just making um, Australia great again, but making America great again. And I'm cool. pretty sure um, John would understand that we have to do the America first thing because America is the last superpower and can't expect Australia to ask our last ally, America, for help when they're being, uh, you know, uh, violated by these globalists and they're kind of busy. So I made the decision, if you don't know my background, to help the patriots, to put my hand up, take the oath and to uh, protect and defend the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the First and Second Amendments of the all the amendments of the United States so I can protect and defend my own country. Uh, I've been friends with Zach for 
a couple of years now and yeah, I consider years. Jack to be my best friend in the United States and he's a great guy and his audience are just absolutely amazing. So uh, just know that there are US patriots all around the world with the spirit of America and um, we, we're not giving up, we're not giving in. There's no way that, um, you know, we're ever going to give our countries away to these people. Um, so there's that, yeah. So it's a very nice pleasure to meet you. Hello, Zach. Uh, so good to hear from you, dude. Yeah, just talk too much. You know how it is. I'm pretty excited. Um, I've got the weekend off, so I'm able to call in and have a talk to you and your audience and all that and give a bit of an update. But what I did want to say to John is um, there are Yowies in Australia. Have you heard about the Yowies? So they're essentially the Sasquatch. I don't want to be politically incorrect and call them Bigfoot. That uh, that would be remiss, you know. So Yeah, you don't want to offend them. The, yes, the Sasquatch community. Yes, Sasquatch uh, Americans. So that that's correct, bro. Go ahead. No, that's that's really uh, yes. Um, the Yowies are basically uh, another name for the same uh, Bigfoot creatures mm-hmm. that we have had so much experience with here and in the northwest of America as well. I mean, it's uh, they're they're all basically the same, and I will always uh, I will always contend that they are uh, extra dimensional. Uh, in their in their nature as well, even if they don't know it themselves, uh, even if they think that uh, this physical plane is some strange new world for them, I still I still believe that they are actually extra dimensional as well. Yes, and it took me a while to let that sink in and understand the nature of this because I thought this can't be real. But the more research, the more you do, and then you're like, okay, not all of these people can be lying. Like that, that's just not possible. You get to the point that it's mathematically impossible that they're all not telling the truth. So um, yes. go ahead. And then oh, you yes. got the, pe- the people, then you got the people who, who are found dead in so many sur- similar types of circumstances, you know, like by a body of water on a rocky outcrop, they're, clothing and their shoes has been removed you know i mean like something happened to those people certainly and you know we'll never know because you know there's there's no visible uh you know uh i guess easily discernible way by which they died you know a lot of times i think that it 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 appears that maybe they just their heart just stopped for some reason they died of fright maybe um you know just uh, all kinds of of odd occurrences surrounding them and it's always in a national park Zach yes, lots John. of national parks. Yeah, stories. have you seen that? It's like, man, this, this is just wow. Some of these stories are really scary too. I, I've I've read a lot of them. I think are probably too much, unfortunately. But, let, um, Vector, let me let me throw this in there. John, have have you guys ever done um, like taken Dave's cluster map and overlaid it with ley line maps to see if those intersect at all? Yeah, I'm sure David Pilates does that all the time. Okay. Okay. And, uh, I, I, I've seen that, yeah, he has a lot of uh, Yeti activity and disappearances, of course. Yeah. Uh, clusters, disappearance clusters are always kind of fit together perfectly. Uh, so, yeah, that's always something that's uh, very true. Uh, but what I also wanted to tell uh, Vector was that speaking of everybody lying, uh, I just wanted to tell you that there have been plenty of people who have taken in hair samples hair samples and other samples and brought them into American laboratories. And I don't know if you have the same kind of laboratories in, uh, in Australia as we do, but our laboratories have to oh, be yeah. licensed by central authorities uh, every year. And so guess what they do when they get something that's a sample of something paranormal or anything that's outside 
of their little bailiwick, uh, they lie. They give you back results that will always say either undetermined or they'll just say, oh, that's a, that's a, a bear. It's a bear. It's, it's commonly it's a bear because who's going to double check them? Mm-hmm. And they want to make sure their license is renewed the following year. And if they turn in a non-human species, non-animal species, and say, and say okay, we're going to find that this is a Yeti. We're going to find that this is a, guess what's going to happen to their license? So they and they're not going to get paid. They always lie every single time. It's all about the money, then, because they won't get their funding. It's like the climate change or whatever other research. If you don't agree with whatever the narrative is, then you won't get your grant. Uh, so, ninety-seven percent of scientists agree with the one that's writing their check, right? Exactly, and that's a that's a wider problem in all of in the entire scientific, medical, industrial complex. Uh, they all function on their funding sponsorship, uh, their peer review, and so they will always lie, always. It's amazing. Wow. Okay, well, it's hard to convince everyday normal people this, you know, like I know that this is true. We have a lot of evidence, but like it's uh, uh, the incredulous look that people give you, like you're actually a crazy person. Now, I can be pretty crazy and funny and all the rest of it. We know this. But at the end of the day, I am a serious researcher, and these are serious things that we are correct about, not 100% necessarily the Bigfoot, or pardon me, the Sasquatch. Um, I wouldn't want to offend anyone. I'll have the... uh, (laughs) I love the, uh, I love the, uh, you know, the the ADL after me. Uh, anyway, little media matters or something. Look, um, uh, this is fascinating. It really is. Other things I wanted to bring up was the series V, the final battle, and all of the lizard people that were covered in fake skins and they were mm-hmm. harvesting all the human beings and all the water and all that kind of stuff, and they had a vaccine for cancer. Um, this is starting to become much, much more like that. It had all the undertones of the Nazis and. Um, so I, I'm starting to question things here. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, please just give me some comments. Tell me something. Tell me not. Tell me that uh, there aren't, there aren't effing lizard, pe- lizard people that are uh, vacuuming us up. And um, I, I've got to know, man. Like, I'm a Christian, but uh, please tell me something, bro. You know, there's a, uh, there's a great doctor. She's one of the frontline doctors uh, named Dr. Carrie Madej. Madej. Yes. And she has recently said, that uh, Big Pharma has uh, had this uh, vaccine agenda kind of stopped in its tracks. People aren't taking the vaccine anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they are so desperate that she has said there have been several cases that show that no one should take, at this point, should take, no one should take anything that has a needle attached to it. There have been cases of people, of Big Pharma putting The vaccine, which they are in love with, apparently they're not going to change this thing. Uh, They have been putting it into flu shots, okay? Mm. Flu shots. There's been documented cases of an individual that took, thought they were taking a tetanus shot from their doctor, and now they are displaying, Mm. they're displaying all the uh, symptoms of a person who has the cardiac problems and all the other great problems from the vaccine, the uh the COVID nineteen myocarditis and the pericarditis and all of that stuff. Right, but why, exactly. John? Like, why? Why do they? Why do they? You said they love this. Like, say, so, okay, that's fascinating. Why do you think they love this? Is it because the AI has put this genetic 
piece of the code, obviously using CRISPR or whatever they've used, I don't know, to develop this, you know, they've got magnetic lipid nanoparticles, the hydrogel to get this to actually enter the cells in the first place because of the fragility of the mRNA. And they mean to kill us. You know, now we've got clots that look like hectic tissue coming out of people. Uh, I told people this at the beginning because, I mean, I've been doing this Q thing, whatever, for about seven years now, you know, so... Um, and nobody listens. So I worry about my friends and family that are doing this. And I know that you're all in the same boat. You all have friends and family that, that did this. And now I've got to stress out about everything right down to if I meet a nice girl and, you know, do I need to ask her if she's been vaccinated now? Because I've got to worry about it. No, because she's just going to lie. Don't don't do that. She's just going to lie about it. What you, need, what, what you need to do, Vector, is put that you're happily unvaccinated in all of your profile, uh, uh, all your profiles that you have out there. And then only people who are on the same wavelength will uh, will reach out. Um, I think I found I think I found someone, Zach, too. Just oh, good uh, for you, dude. Day, but uh, early days, I've only just met her and I haven't even gone out with her yet. But like somebody okay. that. Yeah. So um, I know that feeling. Yeah. Pretty- <laughs> She's pretty hot. She's pretty gorgeous, actually. She's like about my age, and she's a bit Good. of a milf. Um, but like, um, <laughs> and he's watching her through the window right now. I oh, probably shouldn't awesome. be. Uh, she shouldn't be going this. So I'll let you all know how it goes. The love story. Um, but definitely, I'm going to be coming to the United States. I will repeat. I've been invited by Clay Clark to come as media and speak to all of the people at the Reawaken America tour. Hopefully, Zach will nice. wait for me to come there. I will absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred uh, percent. Uh, I'm continuing my show. I love. Okay, before I go, I love the Badlands Media Channel. It's a fantastic concept. I was going to launch my own second tier concept at like the same, but just you know, sort of anons and people that just wanted to talk crap and stuff like that. Sure. I was going to call it Fatlands Media, but you know, I'm <laughs> the name to a PH because you know how it goes. Um, Absolutely. That's fine. And uh, thank you so much to your audience. If you can get me on that thing, uh, just to even have a chat and uh, have some fun. I'll promise I'll behave myself. Red pill. So ask Patel Patriot. Oh uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll do what I can. Uh, I'll probably, do what I can. Probably say no. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter either way. You know, I'm just going to do whatever. So John, I love you and your work. Thank you. No Cuomo. Um, oh, I appreciate you. you. I love you. And, uh, I'll meet you when I come to the USA. Okay. All awesome. Right. So All right, brother. Great. Thank you Let's so much, Vector. We'll see you, man. Peace. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fred Awakening also asks, has John ever heard about or looked into the Vril? That was actually I wanted to bring this up when you guys uh, mentioned lizard people and uh, the Nazis entering humans and animals through their eyes and taking over their body. Also would like John's take on corn pop. I'm assuming he means Joe Biden. I'm convinced he's a white hat. Thanks. All right. So he didn't write that. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) No, I I understand where he's coming from. I mean, Joe Biden has registered more Republican voters than I think any of us collectively could have done. Uh, He has single handedly exposed the deep state's criminal agenda here in America. Uh, But the question is, you know, is he doing it because he's a white hat or is he doing it because, you know, they're they're just that stupid? I don't know. So, yeah, two questions there. What do you think about the Vril? And uh, I don't I've never heard that before. Entering humans and animals through their eyes and taking over their body. That sounds uh, uh, pretty scary. Not only that, I mean, I see more and more people uh, who who are who are actually agreeing with the uh, thesis from my uh, book, The Extra Dimensionals, who are understanding that alien visitors are not physical. 
Mm-hmm. They are not physical. They are appear to be closer to a spiritual, real alien visit. Appear to be more closer to a spiritual phenomena where they can do something that's called walk-ins, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like um, like uh, and I, like a demonic possession. Let's say sure. Okay, and it appears more and more people are starting to believe this and understand the nature of alien visitors uh, much more than they have in the past. Uh, because in the past, uh, everyone was being trained that alien visitors are just physical. They can come marching up the White House lawn and say, okay, we're taking over your planet. You know, here we are with our ray guns. And now people are understanding uh, that uh, the extra-dimensional thesis is actually closer to the truth. So, yeah, I do absolutely believe okay. that uh, that story about the Vril. Um, that's absolutely, and I believe it's it's also laid out in my book, The Extra Dimensionals, as well. But what I don't believe is that uh, is that uh, that thing pretending to be Joe Biden is yeah. anything more than a defective clone or <laughs> some sort of uh, the real Joe Biden, the the old racist politician that we all knew uh, from years ago. I mean, this guy was one of the most virulent racists that ever lived. I mean, right. he made open comments mm-hmm. uh, all the time, uh, and he was a really vile character. And um, he died at least three years ago, at least three years ago, maybe more. And so this this defective clone that's that's playing him, or the actor with the the living rubber mask on, uh, whichever it is. I mean, it's a really poor imitation. Or, or else um, they're making sure that the uh, that the clone or the actor that's playing him is just as defective as the real Joe Biden would sure. be at this point. Well, if uh, you had to if you had to find a body double for you know Joe Biden, I mean you're you're looking at another living person of seventy five years or older, somebody who would be able to approximate him. So you know, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, whether it's it's the original Joe Biden or whether it's somebody double that they're merely propping up, and you know, he's just as senile. He's just not in the ground yet. Uh, and then, uh, okay, so we're going to bring in Tinette. Tinette is our next caller. As we're getting her on the line, uh, sub sub pack vet had said this is they sent a location of where their uh, Yeti experience was. My wife and I were on our honeymoon. We came around a slight bend, and I saw what I thought was a moose initially, so I sped up. I was quartering away, crossing the road, but walking down the road about 200 feet total. When I got closer, I realized it was no moose. We got within 50 feet of the creature before it stepped into the woods, which was so thick you could barely walk through it. I sat for a few seconds, then turned and asked what she just saw. She told me Bigfoot, and I said, that's what I thought. I got out and looked for tracks. A moose with hard hooves would have left easily discernible tracks. No tracks. I stepped into the woods where it did, and I walked in about 20 yards. I couldn't see the road at that point. I stopped, looked around, and then I knew I was being watched. All the hair stood up on my neck. I then backed up and left the scene. I have seen hundreds of bears. I've skinned over a dozen of them. I've seen moose, bear, mountain lion, pretty much every animal in northeast Washington and northern Idaho, with the exception of mountain caribou. I know this area and the animals in it. Awesome story. All right, Tanette, you're on the air. How you doing? Hi, Arby. So good to hear from you. What, what What's on your mind today? Do you have an interesting story you can lay on John and I? I do. I actually have two. Okay, sweet. Go for it. I'll make them semi-quick. So we had a UFO sighting 
Yeah. Out here, um, I'm in Washington State, and I know John is familiar with the area. Yes. Um, so there was a really, really bright light that was closer than a star that uh, couldn't be a star. So it was in middle of July, and it was out on the West Coast, a little bit north of me. And I actually, I was like, there shouldn't be any stars out there because it was like just getting dusk. You shouldn't be able to see stars yet. So I started filming it. And when I zoomed in on the thing, it basically looked like a, it reminds me of a nuclei. But what I think it actually was, was a plasma. Exactly. No, there's actually a ball in the center. And then a a black ring around that. And then a ring of light around that. So it would look like a nuclei. But when I actually zoomed in on it, that's what it looked like. It was just like, it just screamed plasma to me. It was like a plasma ball. It was just the weirdest thing ever. So, John, you know, plasma, obviously, uh, one of the mysterious states of matter uh, uh, has uh, in people trying to, like, replicate experiments that might produce, like, anti-gravitic effects. uh, Do you know if plasma has uh, has played any part in that? Well, what I want to tell Tanette is that um, we see plasma all the time in these genuine UFOs that are appear sometimes to be leaking light. Uh, They appear to be filled with light. But what I also wanted to say was that if you have a uh, telescope and you and you look at the stars on a regular on a very high magnification, most of them appear very similar to what Tanette described. Uh, And they shouldn't. They shouldn't look that way. They should just look like points of light, just points of tremendous light. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they look, a lot of them look very much like what Tanet just described. And there is, I, I can't think of a reason why they should, why they should look that way. It's just something very strange that if you have a telescope uh, or any kind of a magnification device, really, uh, you can see that. And it doesn't make sense in our... Um, in the model of the universe that we believe in. That, that's, that's all I can say on that. What was the other story tonight? Okay, so I, I, I want to reiterate on that. I tried to replicate this several times, mm-hmm. and every year in the middle of July, I have looked out on that horizon, and there, th- that thing, whatever it was, was not there. Oh. And this has been like uh, six, six years ago, I think. Wow. So what are you seeing now? So now there's just, just the horizon. You know, there's nothing there. Oh. It was just that one night. Yeah. There, there shouldn't. It was just 
after um, the sun went down and you, it, the way it was just enough light over there to where in the Pacific Northwest, you shouldn't be able to see any stars over there. That's why I started filming it. I'm like, and this thing was, it didn't move. It was just stationary. So I started filming it and then I got the, the weird, uh, weird lighting on it and stuff. It was very strange. And like I said, I, I used the same exact camera and tried to get the closest star I could possibly find and tried to zoom in on it and it, it wouldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. That's- so I, I did the research on my own video and tried to debunk it to the best I could, and I couldn't. <laughs> wow. Did you see anybody else had similar pictures to the one that you got at the start? Yes. There were some stories out of Oregon at the same time, which obviously I'm in Washington, so this would be close. You know, uh, there was other people in Oregon that saw the same thing, a oh. ball of light out over over the Pacific Ocean. So you're not a lone wolf on this. That's uh, that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, these things will these things will always uh, will always be able to uh, solve these things, or at least find out more about them. If we go peer to peer, you go peer to peer, you will find out more about these these paranormal phenomena. However, if you go to authoritative sources mm-hmm. in the in the the world that we're living in now, you'll get nowhere fast. Absolutely nowhere fast. And and I would ask Tanette, uh, Tanette, what is the reason why if I um, take a good pair of binoculars or a Canon or a good Canon camera, I can look at the moon and and get the moon so close that you can actually see the size of the craters and, and what's inside the craters on the moon. When we are told in the heliocentric model that the moon is 400,000 miles away in space, and yet just a, a pair of binoculars or a good camera, I can actually see incredible detail on the moon. And then if I just put, it, uh, put the, uh, the same device on a mountain that's just a few miles away, I can see the same level of of detail why is that i've got space binoculars and i've seen yeah i i i've also got a nice telephoto lens that i've used to look at the moon too yeah it's pretty crazy it doesn't make much sense i have a beautiful canon camera that is just freaking amazing but when the cameras started going digital i kind of lost a little bit of faith in them because they don't they don't record what you're actually seeing they they manipulate it on their own. Does that make sense? Yes. 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 It's a processed image instead of being an actual. Exactly. It, yeah. It's and not the camera the actually yeah. processes it. Yeah. By itself, rather than just what you're actually seeing through the lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I I can't go any further on that line of inquiry because my I just got a message from my assistant and said. Uh, no flat earth talk. No flat earth. <laughs> we don't want to lose anyone. We don't want to lose anyone. Right. All right. All right. Tanette, okay, did you, so, was there another story? Yeah. Yes. Bigfoot story. 
So we went camping up in the, um, up in the, uh, Cascade Mountain, or excuse me, Limbic Mountains. And we, we heard, um, we were just sitting there listening, listening to our music and playing cards or whatever, me and my husband. And we heard this like blood curdling, like howl slash, I, uh, growl slash howl. I, I, I don't, don't even know how to describe. And yes, and so me and my husband have both been literally lived in the woods all our lives. And he's a hunter, you know, goes out whatever. And neither one of us has ever heard any kind of noise, anything compared to that. It was just like the most gut curdling thing you could even. And, Did you guys okay, get so, out of there then? Uh, <laughs> okay, that's part of the story. So what we did is, and he, we were listening to the radio, some country music, you know, which, and, and he went up to the car and turned the music off. He goes, what, what the heck was that? And I didn't hear it. And then I heard it and I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. So what was happening is we were on a river and on the other side of the river, um, there was two of them and they were slowly traveling up the mountain and they were calling back and forth to each other. Mm -hmm. Call and response. Yeah, exactly. And luckily they were far enough away, (laughs) but my husband says he went when, when he went to shut up to shut off the radio, he said he could smell that nasty smell that everybody says. That's that tip, that, that uh, characteristic skunk ape smell. (laughs) Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I could smell that if they were like across the river, because that's where we heard them. But anyways, I think so, I think that they have the ability to throw their voices uh, like I mean, that would be something that would come in handy if if you're trying to evade, um, you know, people or, you know, other creatures. If you could make it sound like you were 100, 200 yards away from where you actually are, then people would perhaps, you know, maybe go look in that direction or uh, uh, it would throw them off and allow you to sneak up on them. And RP, that actually makes really good sense Mm -hmm. because um, at the time there was a recent clear cut Mm -hmm. across the river. So their voices would carry. Yeah. um, Cause being on them and on a mountain, obviously, but um, anyways, so he went up and shut the radio off and then we were just listening. Of course our, both of our cell phones are dead, so we can't record anything. Mm. We had been up there for a few days already. And we were just listening to him, and he's like, what the F is that? And I'm like, it's it's Bigfoot. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, that's so... He, he absolutely freaked out. Um, he had a 45 on his hip. At all times, you know, when we're out camping, that's what you got to do. And he literally wanted to leave. He's like, we need to go home. We need to go. He, he was like absolutely freaked out. And my husband is um, to understand him. He's not like that. He's not scared. If I can, excuse me, excuse my French. He's not <laughs> you're fine, scared. You're fine. Of 
<laughs> he is not scared of anything. And I was just like, wow. And, and he, he was just like, you know, I heard stories from my cousins back in the day of Bigfoot looking in the windows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But once he, once he heard that, he, he goes, that is not any animal in the woods that I've ever heard before. And then, wow. so eventually they, they slowly um, just worked their way up the mountain, calling back and forth to each other, and they slowly faded out. So this and, wasn't anywhere near to where you lived tonight, was it? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's, um, I'm glad, it's about I'm glad. half hour away from my house. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, because... I have a I have a friend who is uh, who retired. Uh, I can't I can't say who he is because he's a celebrity. But he uh, retired and he went out and bought his uh, dream home uh, with dream property somewhere. Uh, this is and and he was just he was like this is our forever home uh, basically. Right. And now and now. He's been getting the the tracks all around the property. I mean, the, the giant, giant Bigfoot tracks all around the property. And the smell, the smell just right. hits you like a wall. And I just, I just feel so, I feel bad for him because now that's happening around your home, your property. I mean, that's, you're, you're going to have to live with that. Uh, no aggressive action so far, but still, I mean, it's uh, it's not a not a great feeling, not a great feeling, uh, right. especially because I I personally believe you're more in danger. You're not really in danger of those things attacking you and, and you know harming you, even though they're they're perfectly capable. I think from what the cases that I've read and that I've looked into over the years, I think people would be more in danger of disappearing from them. That's right. I, right. Yeah. And so, so there, there's some people out there that, that says, Oh, Bigfoot's so friendly and all this stuff. Uh, no, whatever that was, was not friendly. I can tell you that right now, <laughs> but that's, um, I'm thinking that's probably because uh, those were younger uh, creatures, younger creatures, the ones that haven't, figured out how to coexist and be mature. That's what it sounds like to me. Right. So, so at the time this was happening, there was actually a drought um, and droughts don't happen here in Washington very often. But um, when they do, what my thought was, was that they could possibly have been coming down the mountain to maybe get fish because the fish weren't coming up the river you know, like they normally would. That would be my assessment, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, but, awesome. of course. Um, they didn't. They didn't sound young to me at all. It sounded like uh, if you look up a video on YouTube that's that's Bigfoot sounds in Oregon. That was the closest thing I could find that sounded like what. I heard or what we heard, but um, I'm going to see what I can pull up more menacing 
I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it was just like this deep, deep growl and howl, like growl and then howl at the same time. But in my assessment, they were just communicating with each other. Probably, yeah. But don't it mess still was just like, the, no. Don't, don't mess with us. <laughs> they don't follow you home. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I'd I'd stay. You know, real clear. It's like people that like try to go up and touch big cats. You know, I mean, like it's it's a predator. It's larger than you. It could easily kill you. Why would you want to test the fates? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Tanette, I want to thank you very much for sharing your stories with us. That's super cool. <laughs> cool, and it's very nice to talk to you, John. I've I've watched your interviews for several years, and to be honest with you. I didn't trust you at first because you were C underscore A. No, no, no. FBI. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but don't trust them either, though. No, don't definitely. Don't trust the FBI, please. Still uh, funny, but over the years, I've, I've gradually warmed up to you. It's always a, it's always a case by case basis, you know. I think that we have to right. go into relationships with a skeptical mind, with uh, you know, not necessarily just trusting people off the bat. People, you you did the right thing. People have got to prove themselves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Have a nice Thank night. You, Thank see you, Tanette. Thanks again for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, let me see here. So, uh, L Swap. The word says, why these shows at night? I live on 112 acres in the boonies of Alabama with bad experiences. I'm spooked now looking out the window with the boomstick close. <laughs> stay cl- stay careful. Yeah. And then he says also, so I was four wheeling on my land and I seen this tall two legged dog thingy. Thought it was my goofy tenant, so I rode up, realized quickly I'm an idiot, and freaked the F out. It did, too, and ran. Oh, my God! Michigan Dogman, that's another one. Definitely heard of those. Uh, Also, Freight Awakening said Corn Pop was the black guy at the pool protecting the kids from pedo feet. Now I understand that you're actually referring to the Corn Pop, the one that Corn Pop was a bad dude. Remember Joe Biden? They got into a knife fight. Outside the pool. Do you remember that, John? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have to play it now. So Joe Biden was at a campaign stop at a pool in, I believe, Delaware, or maybe it was like uh, Pennsylvania or something where he worked when he was like in college. And he's telling the stories to these black kids like they're, he's surrounded by all these black children. It's just a, a photo op, you know, for diversity. And he's talking about his experience working at the pool. And he tells these kids these completely inappropriate stories, like the time that he and Corn Pop, he says Corn Pop was a bad dude. They got into, he he was going to get into a knife fight with this guy out in the parking lot. And he said something about, I love roaches. I love, I love kids crawling on my lap. And he, he, this is where he told the story about uh, little kids in the pool, uh, like touching the hair on his legs, just absolutely insane stuff. Um, so else, else, LS swap the world. Thank you very much for those awesome, uh, super chats. And then freight awakening also said question for both of you. 
Do you think the Paul Pelosi incident was a grinder swipe right, gone wrong? Is Nancy a beard? None of that story makes sense. So I would love to know your thoughts on this, John. Personally, I was told that there was another individual in that car. Now, it could have easily been a young woman or a young man. Knowing that Paul and Nancy live in San Francisco, I would not be surprised if Paul was out with a uh, a, a young gentleman accompanying yes. him from one of those applications like Grinder or whatever other ones exist. So, yes, uh, this uh, th- this case of Paul Pelosi getting hammered in a different way than he did the night that he was drunk driving. Um, it appears that uh, they're trying to pin it on right wing extremist conspiracy theorists, which was I, it was the first thing I thought they were going to do. They actually did it. But let's be honest, if he's a San Francisco native, there's no way that he is on the right. Go ahead. No, I think that this is just another uh, fake police scene, a uh, fake crime scene uh, created by Democrats. I think we're going to see more of these as they get closer to the election that they know they're going to lose in large numbers. And we're going to see more of these fake police uh, crime scenes where they have their own criminals, you know, come into their homes or their their headquarters and uh, pretend like they're going to I'm going to hit you with this hammer. But, oh, the police just got here to stop me from hitting you with this hammer. What a coincidence. Right. But nobody called them. Uh, That's really weird. Uh, But okay, here I go. Oh, the police officer stopped me. And uh, it's just very uh, suspicious, and it sounds like the authorities are in on this, uh, this fake, uh, we could say false flag, but it's more like just a fake uh, crime scene that's being put together by, by these people, by these uh, Democrats. Uh, we, saw, um, we now saw in uh, Arizona, this uh, lady was running for governor, Katie Hobbs, uh, doing a very similar thing, where yeah. she had one of her <clears throat> local criminals... Uh, break into her own headquarters so that she could say that uh, the bully, uh, the other bully who was running against her, uh, the Republican did it uh, somehow. So this is going to keep going on and on. Yeah. It's, it's just more Democrat, uh, Jesse Smollett stuff. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. So I just showed on screen <clears throat> the attacker has been identified as a man named David DePape. They said that he spread QAnon and other far-right bigoted conspiracies online. Uh, now, of course, we can't verify any of this stuff because I'm sure all of his social media has been wiped. Hopefully somebody got in there and did some archiving before that happened, but they're calling him a, uh, uh, well, uh, no, they, they said that he drifted into the world of far-right conspiracies, anti-Semitism and hate, according to a Times review of his online accounts. He also had a personal blog, of course, where he made detailed posts about such topics as the manipulation of history, the hollow hoax, and it's okay to be white. He mentioned 4chan. They've been trying to get 4chan for a long time, a favorite message board of the far right. He posted videos about conspiracies involving COVID-19 vaccines and the war in Ukraine being a ploy for Jewish people to buy land. Now, he also included posts about QAnon, which is, as they say, an unfounded theory that former President Trump is at war with a cabal of Satan-worshipping elites who run a child sex ring and control the world. In an August 23rd entry titled Q, DePape wrote, either Q is Trump himself or Q is the deep state moles within Trump's inner circle. That's quite the disparity in possibilities there. <clears throat> but um, DePape's, oh, he has a daughter. 
Inti Gonzalez. She told the Times that her father wrote the blog. She said she and her mother were reeling from the news that DePape had been arrested in connection with the attack on Paul Pelosi. I'm a little shocked, but not really that shocked in all honesty. The guy doesn't look that old. I, I don't know how old this picture is from 2013 that I'm showing here. If he had a daughter who was old enough to be talking to the Times, that sounds like she's an adult. And like, you know, let's be honest, if this guy actually did something like this, like there is a distinct possibility that he had some type of help along the way. Like, let's find out how well the FBI knew him. Okay, let's see uh, how long he was getting messages beamed directly into his skull. Uh, You know, I mean, I'm not surprised. I don't. I don't believe I don't think people buy this crap anymore. Uh, this is similar to when uh, a, a year ago or so they uh, were looking for to create some mega terrorists. Oh, yes. And they found this guy that was wearing actual fur helmets with mega horn with horns on it. Mm-hmm. And he had Celtic uh, Viking tattoos all over his body. Yep. And they said and they got him to say that he's a MAGA guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it was just, it was pathetic and weak and stupid. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure the CIA also gave him a, a manifesto of some kind. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Published everywhere. So these, I, I don't think people are falling for this anymore. But looking at this guy's photo that you just put up, I definitely think also a, a swipe right on Grinder uh, situation <laughs> is there with Paul Pelosi yeah. uh, as well. It looks like that was definitely. I mean, involved. that's that's the reason he brought the hammer because Paul Pelosi told him in in their private messages he was looking to yeah. get hammered, and he just took it right. a little too literally. All right, let's go ahead and bring in our next caller. It's our cloaked unseen world, and I know he's going to have a good story for us. All right, our cloaked unseen world. Welcome back to the program, sir. Good to hear from you. Give me a second here. I'm going to get this shit off. All right, I'm uh, I'm here. Do you hear me? Wow. Yeah, we've got you loud and clear. Oh, okay, go ahead. Right What's your story? Well, there, well, there's an image right there. I didn't even realize I had that on there still. Oh, well, hold on. It's, it's not on there still. There we go. Hold on. Let me turn this off. Okay. All right. I'm off there. All right. So, um, anyways, yeah, um, geez, I have so many stories, but Red Pill. But the main one I want to tell, talk about is um, that my, when I, my sister passed away, and I got saw her light body soul leave her body and fly into me, felt her into my aunt. Felt, um, saw her do that, and then, and then my mom, they were both asleep at the, in the room, and then she flew out the ceiling, and I get home. Well, I, actually, the day before that, I was sitting out in nature, and I started seeing holographic cre- uh, head of a creature over the bush next to me. Mm-hmm. I started seeing that on all the bushes around me. And then um, I get home after that, and uh, within a week, I'm recording from my YouTube channel, Our Cloak Dancing World, and I'm recording in my own yard, and I record. I felt this, like... Um, black shadow light it went from like shadow light shadow light it was coming at me really fast mm-hmm. caused me to back up and i dropped my phone and i thought that um that's what happened and um when i watched the video it showed a bigfoot coming through a portal you can see the portal opening up and then moving so fast because they moved through hyperspace mm-hmm. and um and I started researching why I got what I got on video. And like it came at me and it energetically pushed, you know, it made me walk back. And it, I don't know if it knocked the phone out of my hand per se, but it, it caused the phone to me to drop the phone. It looked, and you can see it come right at me. Like the, the one frame, you can see the eyeball like right there in front of the camera. Um, it's like big eyeball. Mm-hmm. But then, um, so that, that, that's not it. So then a week later after that, I'm filming down mm-hmm. at the bay 
And um, I go down this big, this cliff and I walk down the cliff and there's nothing in the trail at all. Get down to the, um, to the water to film. And I felt, filmed something pretty cool there. Uh, but when I was walking back up about five minutes later and there was nobody around me, like nobody was there. There was no people. It was just me. And there was nothing in the path going down. Like within seven minutes later, when I leave, there's a staff, a magic staff sitting at the top of this ledge thing. I have this on video and um, I have the staff and I know it's magic staff now. And I've got confirmation of that being, well, I mean, one of my videos, you can see it kind of blends into the floor. It looks like it becomes one with the floor. The other one, you can see the entities morphing inside of it, but get this I've, over the last two months. I've, I've come across these two new things. I mean, well, not new things. They're two, um, two things that are very powerful, but the, the main thing is I've figured out a long time ago, but I found new information in regards to that. That is this Voynich manuscript. Have you ever heard of that, John? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I figured out who the author of the manuscript is, and I figured out what the manuscript is about, and I have the evidence to show that. And the author is Nikola Tesla. And there, um, I have, there's a key image is page 150. And on that page, there's four patent application. There's four patent applications by a hyperspace inventor known as St. Clair John Hugh are, are represented on the page. And on that same page at the bottom, there's a patent image design of one Nikola Tesla. This is pinned on my pin truth social. You can look at these images that show the, the, you can match the patents. There's two, two of the four St. Clair John Q's are, are there. And then the one Nikola Tesla. And then the image, there's a quote that I found after I figured this out by Nikola Tesla. And this quote says this. Um, most, or it says, um, there's no subject more captivating, more worthy of study than nature. To understand this great mechanism and to discover the forces that are active and the laws which govern them is the highest aim of the intellect of man. He's talking about, uh, wait, I said that wrong. Said, um, there's no subject more captivating, more worthy of study than nature. To understand this great mechanism, so he's calling nature a machine, mechanism, to discover the forces that are active and the laws, to understand the forces that are active and the laws that govern them is the highest aim of the intellect of man. And that, that quotes on my truth social pen thing. So anyways... Not only that, so just recently I was well, uh, wait, our, our cloaked unseen world. We are yeah. at the we are at the end of the show, so we've got to yeah. take our final caller. But I okay. appreciate got, it, and I, I will send John your thing. truth social. I got one important thing to make here, and then I'll, I'll be done. Okay. So my magic staff, I found a page in the in the Voynich manuscript that matches and looks just like my staff. The same entity at the same location in the staff that you can zoom in and see and morph on, see it morphing in on video. I have it correlated and other truth posts of mine down further on my truth social. You can see the comparisons. I've, I've streamed it on my live stream. I streamed it on my show. Some people know about it. Some people don't. And I found other, I've, I've, I've deciphered probably 15 pages out of this manuscript and they all have Nikola Tesla patent image designs on it. Nikola Tesla has spoken nine different languages, wrote in them. Um, and he's a numbers genius. You flip these pages upside down and you can see numbers in them. So Very interesting. All right. Well, um, I'll I'll yeah. definitely check it out and I'll send it over to John too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really uh really it's really amazing stuff. Uh, it's I wish I had more. We need to do a show, Red Pill. I'm telling you, I got Absolutely. some stuff. All right, brother. Listen, I, I'll uh, I'll check out you'll check out your your posts and uh, and I'm very interested in the Voynich manuscript. I I think that thing's fascinating. 
All right, brother. Thank you very much that, for sharing your story. Hard, yeah, it's hard to deny that it's that. Could, it's, could I say yeah. one thing about? Yeah, please, uh, please. About uncloaked, about cloaked. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, I don't know if we're up against a hard stop, but uh, I just wanted to say this. I feel bad for all the people, and I know some of them who are on these properties where they have to deal with Bigfoots and Yetis and things of this case. Uh, so. I do, I do feel bad about them, and I just want to say to people, this has a spiritual component to it, so please, um, I would like people to, when you go to my site, uh, look at these, uh, these charms. I have them on my website. These charms, uh, I, I always use them. I always use them, and uh, they work. They work basically just on your consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, through your consciousness, and they will give you protection against all kinds of um, phenomena, let's say. Uh, And they work. They're good. And I have them on my website. They work on my YouTube. I show people how to dedicate these to themselves and Jesus Christ as well. Uh, And I get a lot of I get a lot of heat from Christians over that because I am I am a Christ follower and I always get heat from people, but they work and they are real. And you can dedicate anything to Jesus Christ. Uh, um, there was a there was the great healer who taught us that. Uh, the great healer, um, I forget I forget his name right now. The Edgar the man Casey. Who, yes, Edgar yes. Casey. Edgar Casey did everything he did dedicated to Jesus Christ, and he always healed people and fixed them. So that goes out to these uh, to these uh, Christians who think that they they know what Christianity is about. And so they always criticize me for this, but it works. It's real and it helps people. And if I know that something helps people, I'm always going to, I'm always going to. So this, these charms are available on my website, johntimabooks.com. And I've been giving everything, my book, the extra dimensionals and, and any of these charms, I'm giving 25% off to people uh, under using the discount word, uh, red pill 25. Red Pill 25. There so you go. just to be reminded of how important Zach is to all of this that's going on. Uh, so people, uh, please, uh, also these charms, I'm being told to remind people, they are filled with frequencies, uh, frequencies that give them power and help people uh, always. Uh, and then that, that way uh, you can be protected because this phenomena, the Bigfoots, they are extra dimensional. They are spiritual also so people just need to protect themselves at all times i know so awesome. much more about those about them and i there's not enough time to talk about it here but i i know everything you can imagine to know about them awesome cool. well i'll, I'll send him i'll send him over your uh, uh your truth social profile and he can check it out as well all right yeah all right I'll, brother I'll, all right have a great Put night you. we'll talk yeah. to you soon all right we got to take this final caller guys and then we have to wrap it up for the night Hang 10 Alien Surfer is coming in. John, I've always wanted to say I love the the courtroom sketch of you behind you on your wall. And uh, I was wondering what case that was from. Yeah, what case were you testifying in? I was testifying in that in this uh, painting. Uh, it was from the courtroom artist. Uh, and this was 1994. 1994, when I was testifying against the four terrorists that mixed up the bomb that was used in 1993 
to blow up the World Trade Center uh, at that time. There mm-hmm. was another there was another terrorist incident yeah. in yeah. 1993 where they mixed up they literally mixed up a giant tub of an ANFO bomb to uh, load in to the uh, basement of the World Trade Center. And that guy in that painting with me is called Mahmoud the Red. Mahmoud the Red. He looks like a six foot five Irishman, uh, but he is actually he is actually a uh, he is an Arabic uh, Islamic uh, Mahdi. He's a he's an actual uh, uh, the uh, a, a Muslim cleric as yeah. well. Yeah, and uh, that is uh, that's the judge. The judge. He's a FISA court judge now, and uh, that's that's me. Uh, with a Chinese menu in my hands, uh, saying, <laughs> "This is the evidence that proves oh. that the terrorists are are the uh, the actual terrorists that blew Hang- up uh, the World Trade Center." That's it. All right, Hang Ten. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, and my microphone working. Yeah, your microphone's I'm, working. It might be a little okay. bit hot, but um, yeah, we've we've got you. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, we're at the end of the show, but I still want to yeah, hear your story. What? Uh, well, no. I, I I was just wondering. Um, okay, about the power intention. Do you guys know about the double? Uh, well, I'm sure you guys know about the double split uh, experiment. And yes. I was thinking about what uh, John D'Souza was talking about earlier. With um, okay, so you can do it. They they don't want um, you to see them unless they want you to see them. But the double foot experiment uh, explains about light being conscious, and um, so what do you think about that with the UFOs? Of um, sorry. I, I, I've listened to so many other people talk already. Um, I, I have my mind is full of, with all their, and I I've almost forgotten what I was going to ask you because I've been wanting to talk to you, John, for a long time. And I I watched your uh, interview with Frank earlier. It was great. But um, thanks. What what um? But let me tell you. Let me tell you this way. Have you? Uh, did you ever? Uh, did you read my book, The Extra Dimensionals? Did you see the document that I have in the middle of that book uh, that I received from the FBI? I've uh, only proof- read ex- excerpts from it. I have not okay. actually read the whole book. But okay. I, I, I will order it. Okay, it's it's okay. worth it. I've got it. You got <laughs> to order it because the center of that book is an FBI document that actually is. Uh, it's called a smoking gun document. It's from the FBI, and it is the proof that alien visitors are coming here from another dimension, that they are extra-dimensional. They are not coming here from our universe, as we have proven in the double-slit experiment as well, that there is something else that is actually containing our universe. Well, that something else is other dimensions of reality. And if you go to that document I call Smoking Gun, in, in the uh, extra dimensionals uh, and read the whole thing <laughs> then it will explain to you uh, where aliens are coming from and where they are returning to and why they are not 
physical. They are not physical at all. They're, they're um, um, but, uh, well, okay, there's an old saying, if a tree falls in the forest, no one's there to hear it. Did it actually make a sound? And that's kind of like the Schrodinger cat thing. So, right, it, it all goes back to Schrodinger cat, whether it's dead or alive, in the box. Um, mm-hmm. Which is the power of consciousness and the um, quantum yes. computer is supposedly it doesn't work if there's consciousness involved. So if we're not thinking about it, it it doesn't exist. But if we are thinking about it, it foils the the whole thing, right? Yes. If, if I understand it correct. Yes. And Hang Ten, there is um, there is a uh, theory also that I have developed over many years uh, with, uh, and it's also in that book, The Extra Dimensionals. That is that it appears very similar in a way to Schro- Schrodinger's cat. That when these alien visitors supposedly abduct people, they abduct people, uh, and they and they are looking at them. That previous to that, they are already translating the person to another reality, a reality that's probably closer to theirs, where, for instance, they will make your surroundings look just like your home that you were just in, let's say. It it looks just like, but it's not your home anymore. It's their reality. It's their uh, reality. It's their universe that is just made to look like your surroundings that you were in so that you would still think that you are in your surroundings, but you're really not. But but yeah, you, you, but they're actually on these ridiculi, which is a binary uh, solar system. Which is uh, yeah, I, I I would love to go into this more with you. Uh, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while about this whole theory, but uh, I know we're on a time crunch, and um, but and you have to order my you have to but, order my whole book so that we yeah. can. I will. It. I will order your whole book. Um, Not just I will the go extra. to your website and order it. And I, I think I've told you that on Twitter once before. I'm, my real. This is like uh, a different persona, but um, this is my. So you're alien not really puppet. the great alien you're showing here. <laughs> uh, uh, no, from Zeta Ridiculi, <laughs> uh, binary solar system. Uh, no, uh, no, I. Yeah, this is uh, a digital puppet that I created, but. Uh, <laughs> It works. It works well. It, it does right, work. Brother. It's freaking me out. It does work. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you very much for your call. Oh, I appreciate oh, it. All right. Bye. All right. We'll see you. Peace. All right. It's so we... me of my <laughs> Simon Parks, too. Uh, let's uh, let's go through a couple of thank yous I have over here on Buy Me a Coffee. JS said, God bless. God bless you as well. Uh, Frank. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say Fredo. Uh, watched you earlier on, quite frankly, Rumble is being an asshole uh, to John, guessing you're familiar with David Icke. How much of what he says is true in your opinion? Are they lizard people? Is it inbreeding? Need blood to survive? Uh, David Icke, obviously another very interesting character. Um, what? Yeah. What, what do you think about uh, uh, the content of truth within David Icke's claims? Everything David Icke says is true and real and absolutely uh, terra firma, except when he's talking about 
uh, the United States and things in the United States because he just has no understanding yeah. of American things and American themes. Like, he doesn't have a, a grasp of the Second Amendment, uh, the First Amendment, uh, how important these things are to us as Americans. Mm-hmm. He does, he has no understanding of it at all. So I listened to David Icke for global-type uh, policies and realities. Uh, I listened to Cliff High for American uh, uh, reality, things of that sort. So I yeah. think that's important. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. <clears throat> All right. I don't think we have anything else. Uh, that would be it. So uh, listen, uh, I want to thank everybody for being here with us tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. I have the thank yous over on Foxhole. Uh, Khaleesi 2020 started it off saying Red Pill Friday night. Patriot 714 said great guest. Thank you, Zach. Porpoiseful, thank you for the can. Just Ducky says, I'd love to see a conversation between you and Jordan Sather. Uh, and I'm assuming you mean John and Jordan Sather because I have had uh, Jordan on the, on the show before. I'll see what I can do to hook that up. Uh, White Hat, good to see you, friend. He dropped a phone. Insight Gino, thank you very much for that can. Uh, Just Ducky said, uh, just a horrible thought, but do you think they might add and manipulate insulin as well? into, I think, the, the shots when you were referring to the mRNA COVID being in the, the flu shots. Yeah, one of the things is that uh, they have, uh, the cabal has completely changed their strategy. They were going to move us from one disease right to another, but like they were going to try to start spreading Ebola mm-hmm. and then try to get, or there was something else, monkeypox monkey as pox. well. It didn't work. It didn't yeah. work. So they're going to stick with this COVID-19 and the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, and they're going to try to just use that for everything. And mm-hmm. that's why, yeah, anything that has a needle attached, you've got to be very suspicious. You've got to verify. You've got to be very, very careful because we've got people all across the country getting the COVID-19 vaccines against their will. Mm-hmm. And getting it in the forms of other when other things they were supposed to get. So yeah. yeah, please, please, please be careful because we are in the next last phase of this bioweapon attack against us, against all humans, and uh, we need to um, turn this back. We absolutely do. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> uh, Hang ten alien surfer said happy Friday night, and then also. Uh, alien sprinkles on this cookie. I appreciate that. All right. So a couple of housekeeping items, guys. I need you all to keep Greg and Catherine from True the Vote and Nate Kane in your prayers. Uh, Nate was telling me some really disturbing things uh, that went on in the courtroom the, just this past uh, week, a couple of days ago, in regards to the Connick defamation lawsuit, which is staggeringly continuing on despite uh, anything that Greg and Catherine said has been proven to be validated by the charges that have been filed in Los Angeles County. Um, I will have more information for you on that on Monday. Nate and I are probably going to be doing a, a, a special stream early uh, in the day in regards to that situation with Greg and Catherine and True the Vote. Then 6 p.m., Monday evening, I'm going to be exclusively streaming a town hall phone call between President Trump and our man, J.R. Majewski. So you should tune in uh, 6 p.m. Monday for that as well. Uh, and then also um, our clo- uh, not our cloak dancing world, but uh, uh, son of a green card uh, who you all know, I have been keeping you updated on his progress. He was in a horrible accident. Uh, he has uh, he is now in the process of being transferred to a, uh, a facility, a rehab facility 
He's awake. Uh, he has uh, most of his memory back. Uh, he is healing and he's learning to walk again. Uh, and him and his family are getting settled. And uh, before too long, uh, he's going to be back on his feet and he'll be back in the chats here with us. So all of your prayers have not gone unheeded. And uh, and he is really coming along miraculously. Totally honest with you. So, John, I just want to say thank you once more, my friend, for being here. I, I always have such a great time when we have the opportunity to sit down. So keep writing books, keep putting out movies and uh, and we'll keep having you back on the show. But what would you really like the audience to take away from our conversation tonight? Just that uh, people need to defend themselves. They, uh, we are in an age when everything is being weaponized against us by this uh, regime that is in right now. And people just need to protect themselves however they can uh, by getting information from other sources uh, like Zach uh, and like anybody that is appears reliable to them. And uh, we need to uh, see this movie, Missing 411, The UFO Connection, uh, release date November 15th, uh, will be uh, very soon. And uh, also on my website, uh, johntimerbooks.com, use uh, coupon code uh, REDPILL25, REDPILL25 for 25% off on all my products, always. Thanks, Zach. Oh, thank you so much. And please give our love to David uh, and uh, let him know how much we appreciate his continued work and efforts as well. Everybody else, I'll be back here tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. One second, and I will tell you who's going to be on the show. Uh, it's going to be, oh, it's my friends Gary and Ernie, the lawyers that have the uh, Dominion class action lawsuit currently before the United States Supreme Court. So tune in for an update on how that's going. And uh, I think a lot hinges on this case and uh, the fact that it's already at SCOTUS. I think it's very, very good because obviously those lower courts are not interested in, uh, you know, giving any relief to people like us, the plebs. All right, John, thanks as always. Good luck, everyone. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. All right.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.